thankful to be here, very thankful to be alive, <laughs> very thankful for all of the Lord's blessings. <clears throat> when I was about 36 years old, uh, I asked for a home here in this church, and if I make it till next September, I'll be 90. <clears throat> been quite a while, quite a while. <clears throat> Always glad to come back. I told uh, the pastor I didn't come take his time, but he asked me to share with him, and I'm glad to try to do that. I don't know whether I can preach or not. I never know whether I can preach or not. I just hope and pray that I can. And by that I mean preach in a way that you get something out of it and take home with you to think about, to digest, and to seek to please the Lord and follow the Lord by the things that we learn here in this world. But pray for me, if you will. One thing that I've learned over these many, many years that, uh, is that uh, <clears throat> I need to be refreshed, I need to be prayed for, I need the Lord to bless me every time I, I make an effort to speak in his name. You can learn to talk, you can even learn to make speeches. But you never learn to preach. You're only blessed to preach. But you can learn to make talks if you try long enough and try hard enough. But I hope that you'll breathe a prayer for me as I try to speak to you here this morning. How is it possible that we ever get to understand the mind of God and the purpose of God. What God has purposed. The Bible calls it God's eternal purpose. Did not begin with time and it's not going to end with time. But how can we ever comprehend that? How can we ever understand it? The prophet Isaiah says that his ways are as high above our ways and his thoughts, as far above our thoughts as the heavens are the earth. And I think every one of us know that. If you had any experience at all, trying to understand what's in this book. If you read it, if you go and listen to it preached, if you pray to God to give you understanding, then I know that you know what I'm talking about. We have never understood the things of God like we understand the things of this earth. 
<clears throat> we have to be given a mind that only God can give to us. And we must be taught by the Holy Spirit. It's not like reading and writing and arithmetic that we can learn here in this life and learn from other people and learn in school. Not like that. But it must be shown to us. It must be revealed to us or we never will understand it. There are more than a thousand different religious movements in this country of ours, denominations and just religious movements. And everybody, I think, thinks that, well, we, we must be right. This, this must be the right thing or that must be the right thing. There being so many of them. But there's one thing for certain. We cannot understand the things of God unless God opens our hearts and opens our minds that we may understand it. It doesn't matter what your IQ is. You may have a pretty large IQ, you, or you may, like me, you may have a small IQ. You may have gone to school a whole lot more than anybody else. You, you may have gone to college. You may even have a degree besides your name. But none of these things are going to show you the things of God. Only God himself will and can. I'm sure that uh, every one of you have that are here today, I believe that with all my heart, you, you had some experience with that. You've been shown some things. And it's God Almighty that, <clears throat> that has done it. We read in the 24th chapter of Luke, uh, something that has impressed me for many, many years. This was after Christ had arisen from the grave. And they had not been able to understand, even though he had told them on several occasions before he was crucified that he was going to be raised from the dead. But somehow or another, they couldn't get it. The 12 couldn't get it. The people just could not latch on to that. Even though he tried to teach them that, they just could not. But when it did happen, and he began to appear, First to some of the women that had followed him out of Galilee who went out to the sepulcher, out to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark. 
they wanted to put ointment on him and uh, and I guess do a lot of meditating. When they got there, instead of finding him, they found an angel of God, and that angel said, uh, you're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. He's not here. He's not here. He told you that he wasn't going to be here. And he's not here. And, of course, they didn't know what to think. They were frightened to death. And they left there and went to where uh, many were gathered together there in Jerusalem and said, you know, we've seen an angel. We've had a vision. And he told us that the Lord is alive. <clears throat> they just couldn't receive that. They couldn't understand that. Did you realize they didn't? Do you realize that his death would not have accomplished anything had he not arose from the grave? If he was still in the grave, his death would not atone for your sins. But they didn't understand that. <clears throat> Even though he had told them. And then we read about in this 24th chapter about two men. One was named Cleopas. The other we don't have his name. But it was after the women had reported what they had seen back to those that were gathered together there in Jerusalem. And these two men were walking home to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking about all the things that were happen that had happened. And the Lord Jesus Christ appeared unto these two men. They did not recognize him. It wasn't until later on that they invited him into their home and sat down to eat. And he broke bread before them that they realized that it was him. And they were ready to walk that seven miles all the way back to Jerusalem to tell them, we've seen the Lord. We've seen the Lord. In verse 32, this is a verse with a, a great deal of meaning to it in this 24th chapter of Luke. And they said one to another, these two men, did not our heart burn within us? Have you ever had this kind of heartburn? <laughs> Have you? Have you ever had this kind? Not the kind that we take medicine for, but have you ever had this heartburn where the Lord has revealed something to you that you've never seen before or never have seen as clearly? before 
I remember when I was, I'd been preaching two or three years in my early 20s, pastoring a little church down in South Carolina where I came from. And I was riding in my car one day, just thinking, and <clears throat> that scripture about except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And I, all of a sudden, I began to just feel in my heart, well, what, what is this? I preached on being born again. I heard it preached a lot of times. But what in the world does it mean? Does it mean a new start? A new life? A new day? A new creature? A new creation? Means all of that and more too. Except you be born again. That means you've been born one time. You couldn't be born again without having... Been, been born one time. But you must be born again. A new day. A new life. A new world. A new creation. Just thrill me. Just thrill me to death. As a very young preacher riding down the road. And all of a sudden. Those thoughts began to fill my mind. And. You know, and the next Sunday I went out to the little church where I was pastor and preached on that. And this lady came to me after service and she said, I marvel at what you said. I marvel at it. Now my heart had been burning and when she said that to me, I believe her heart was burning. Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scripture. We've, we've had these scriptures now for thousands of years. Men have tried to understand it for thousands of years. They've understood all the earthly knowledge somebody has, but nobody has ever mastered this book. There's no such thing as a Bible scholar in the way that we understand it. No such thing like we know it all. We understand it all. No. I've been trying to, if I live to next September, I've been trying to for 70 years. And most of the time I feel like I haven't even touched the hem of the garment. But I, I want to say this. I believe every one of you have had some heartburn. I don't believe you'd be here this morning if you had. 
And by that I mean God has revealed something to you. Like these two men on the road to Emmaus. God has shown you. And the reason, brethren, that uh, you're here is because he has. I don't believe you'd be here. You wouldn't pay the price of being here if he hadn't shown you something that means the world to you. I remember the first <clears throat> time that I ever tried to preach on election. I That's been many, many years ago. I'd been reading the Bible all week long, all day long, even into the night. And I remember lying down on a Friday night about 10 o'clock. I was still reading. Reading in the Gospel of John, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me. My goodness, I'd been trying to preach that everybody ought to come. But I read that in John. I'd read over it many times, but I never really read it. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me and I will no wise come. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw. That's not an invite. That's pulling out of a well. That's pulling out of a well. Except the Father which has sent me, draw him and I. <clears throat> I wonder, well, what am I going to do next Sunday morning when I go to that church to preach? Because my heart was burning. Well, I went to the church and I preached what I felt like God had shown me. And several said, did we understand you're right? We never heard that before. Well, they may have never heard it before, but they sure ought to have read it before because it's there in the book. It's there in the book. <clears throat> and I, I will say this, and I'm not going to take uh, any more time here. I want to give your pastor all the time he needs. <clears throat> but I can tell you this. What God has shown me I had a wonderful father. I had a wonderful mother. They took me to church from the time that I was born, but I couldn't depend on my father. I couldn't depend on my mother. I couldn't depend on my best friend. 
I only can depend upon God to know what's in this book. And when he shows something to me, I'm going to have the heartburn 